Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Let's go to um, our foundation where we were on Sunday. Let's go to Luke 2, and we're going to start at 15. So let me know when you get there. I can see you Zoom people. Just give me a thumbs up. Let me know when you get there. And while you're getting there, let's do a recap. So on Sunday, we talked about the birth of Jesus, correct? We talked about Jesus being in a manger, and we also talked about dreams and reality. So one of the first things that we said were dreams are only pretty when your eyes are closed. And when you open them, you're still in your reality. But your reality does not change the dream, right? Then we went to another nugget. Don't be so busy hating where you are, you miss getting there. So don't be so busy not liking where you are. Be content where you are that you miss getting there. And also, don't leave the field without instructions. I'll say it again. Don't leave the field without instructions. So here we are again on Wednesday night. And... I honestly thought I was finished. Um, I didn't know that there was a part two, but God. So it's what's being born to you, part two, and it's time to move. Let me see it. Go on and write it. It's time to move. It's time to move. Tell yourself, tell your Zoom mates, time to move. If you got to write it on a piece of paper and put it up on the screen, tell them it's time to move. It's time to move. So here we are, Luke 2. Let's go to 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So y'all know I like to ask questions of the text because you're supposed to. What you ask of the text, you will get out of the text. So I I ask questions because although the Bible is inspired, sometimes when men are writers, they give you the meat and not the sides, right? Some men are just going, they're going to give you what happened and they don't, they don't necessarily give you what goes along with the meat. See, when a, a woman cooks, we cook the meat, the broccoli, the macaroni and whatever goes with it. But a man, if you say, hey, you got dinner tonight, you're going to cook for the kids, he's probably going to give them chicken nuggets. And that's probably going to be it. It's still a meal. It just wasn't as robust as it could have been had, had the woman cooked it. So I ask questions of the text sometimes because I know it's sometimes just a little maybe just a little more there, um, and and I want to know. And so when it says, when the angels had left them, the shepherds, remember the shepherds in the field with the sheep, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So in order to see, you must do. In order to see, 
you must do. Now, they had already heard. See, hearing came first. They had already heard. Hearing came first. Because the, the angels, the angel and a host of angels, they came and they gave the birth announcement of the Savior of the world. So they had already heard, but now in order to see, they had to make sure they moved. Now, the powerful thing about that is, I'm not sure how many shepherds there were, but anytime you see an S, it's plural, so it's more than one. And, and anytime you have more than one, everybody's not believing on the same level, right? But it didn't question, nor did it talk about their level of belief. They just had to move. Didn't, didn't question the level of belief. They just had to move because the obedience, moving is not always a sign of your agreement. Moving is not always a sign of your agreement, but it is a sign of your obedience. And because you're obedient, I can get you there. Now you can see what you dreamed because you were obedient enough to move in spite of how you may have believed. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. So as we're looking, I said, oh, okay. I said, so they moved. So in order for me at this juncture, being a shepherd in a field with sheep, I have to make up my mind to move, right? So when is the last? So I ask myself, so I'm asking you, and I always preface things, and when you see me, you know, kind of think, because I never want you to think I've asked, I'm asking anything of you that I haven't asked of myself. So the word has already bopped my head. So I'm not necessarily trying to bop yours. I'm just trying to tell you what bopped me. So the Holy Spirit said, because I was sitting at my desk, and, and I had to zone, zone out to zone in. Y'all been there? You know, you, been, you be at your desk, and you had to just, you had to cut everybody. No matter, you just, everything has to shut down. You had to get in your own little zone. And so I said, okay, okay, they had to move. I was like, that's good, you know. And so the Holy Spirit said, when was the last time you moved for God just based on obedience? When, when's the last time you heard and you moved? Not necessarily because you, you grasped it all, you believed it all, but just because God said move, I'm going to move. When's the last time? The, the very last time. And I had, had a little trouble trying to remember my last time. Not your last time. I had trouble 
trying to remember my last time. So then we find ourselves in 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. So last Sunday, I was really, I was really perplexed. And I was perplexed because I wanted to know if she got this grand announcement to have this, the savior of the world. She wasn't having just anybody's baby, right? So why not put her in the palace or put her in someplace comfortable? Why not announce to the leaders of the, the province that he was coming? Well, I asked the Holy Spirit, why? Because I was still stuck. I know I, you know, I know I said what I said on Sunday, but I was still a little stuck because I'm like, Okay, this is God. But think about it this way. This is what I this is what I heard. So if he had been, if Jesus had been in a palace, if Jesus had been anywhere else than where he was, would the shepherds have had the same access to him? See, the people from the palace can always come down, but the people who are down can't always go up. So the savior of the world got in the place where everybody could come. So the shepherds didn't have to change clothes. Hear me. They didn't have to change clothes. They didn't have to adopt a different personality. They didn't have to drive a certain kind of car. They didn't have to have a certain kind of job. They didn't have to do any of that. All they had to do was take themselves in the state they were in. Uh, all they had to do was take themselves in the state they were in to the stable to look over in a feeding trough where the Savior of the world was. So then I had to ask myself, what am I running so fast to get to if God doesn't require me to have a certain kind of job, a certain kind of car, a certain kind of bank account, a certain kind of anything in order for me to get to him? So what am I chasing? And what am I chasing it for? Because if what I'm chasing is not to get to the Savior, then aren't I wasting time? If what I'm chasing is not the purpose for which I was created, conceived, aren't I wasting time? So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who were lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Now, the shepherds have heard. The shepherds moved. Now the shepherds see. Now the shepherds speak. Here we go. So the shepherds heard. Then they 
move. Then they see, now they speak. And it's not speaking what the angel already told them. What they're speaking now is confirmation of what's now in them. So now what they're saying is what they know, not what they heard. Now they're talking about what they know. So now I know who he is. So let me tell you who he is too. Now let me tell you who he is as well. And you would, you would think that it'd be a stumbling block because the Savior of the world was still surrounded by Mary's real reality that he's in a feeding trough and he's in a stable. But your, your present reality always has a purpose. Your, your present reality always has a purpose. He had to be in a stable in the feeding trough for the shepherds to get to him purpose. Had, had to be in a feeding trough in a stable for the shepherds to get to him purpose. So we can actually say that the stable was intentional. God actually designed it that way. What kind of design are you standing in? What, what kind of design did God put you in? And have you seen it as a design? Or have you seen it as a fail? Because if what if Mary had a perceived where she was as a failed place, she could have picked him up and left. Good God of mercy. Come on, somebody. Come on. If, if she had seen that as a failed place, she could have picked him up and left. It took the shepherd 60 days to get to her. According to, to what I've read, and I opened several history books, took about 50 to 60 days for the shepherds to get to her. She stayed in a stable for 60 days. We can't stay in a storm for two. Because we haven't found the purpose in, in the storm. We don't know the purpose in the fight. We're not clear on why this is hard. It took everything I had to get here on time. This is just practical reality. I'm bringing home to you. Everything. Wrong location. I run in target. The line is wrapped around. Literally. Hear me. Literally. Wrapped around the back of the store. 
the line's going fast, and then I get the slowest cashier in history. Got to be patient, because I'm like, I can't, you, you can't click off for your preach. That ain't how that work. You can't, true, true story, ministers, please, hit them hearts. You can't really go off on nobody before you preach. Then you got to go in the back and repent, get your head all back together. So I'm, I'm trying to be patient. Then there's traffic. Then we come to an almost complete stop. Somebody almost hit us. But it was for a purpose. So when I was in, I was standing there and I was trying to get myself together, I had to say, oh, be at peace. This is for a reason. Because somebody had to hear it. See, the purpose of that fight was somebody needed to hear this. See, the purpose of all that was somebody needed this. The purpose of all that fallout was somebody needed this. And my only job was to maintain my composure. I didn't have no other task. Said another way, my only job was to trust God. That's it. There, there was nothing else needed to be done, needed to be said. I don't need to get upset. I don't need to cry. I don't need to fuss. I don't need to do none of that. I just, and several times I had to take a couple of breaths, several, several times. But that's okay. Because the mission is being accomplished. And I didn't get in the way of the purpose of someone else. Me being out of purpose causes someone else to be out of purpose. Because if I got up here angry, you can't hear me. And then what you need, I'm standing. My flesh is standing in the way of. So I hinder you from Jesus. And at some point, I, I just believe I would have to give an account for that. Because I, I couldn't get past me enough. I couldn't get over me enough to see that it was bigger than just me. So when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. So, at this juncture, Mary don't have to prove nothing else. Now, she is officially the person that can say, yeah, that's me. When she walks into the market and they say, hey, 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 is that, is that Mary? That's, that's Jesus' mama? Then she can smile and say, yeah, that's me. There, there will come a point that when purpose is being fulfilled, you won't have to validate you because everybody else will. You won't have to validate what God did because everybody else will. They'll, they'll beat you on telling your story. They'll beat you on telling your story. Because at, at, at some point, 
and, and I, I'm trying to, if I can give you some sort of visual, but I'll, I'll keep it in the box. Um, we always want elevation, right? And we always seem to think that elevation, the only way to elevate is up, right? So the only way, sometimes we think, the only way to elevate is up. But what happens if you go straight? It's elevation is advancement. So even if I step sideways, I've advanced further than I was yesterday. Right? Even if I step forward, I've advanced past the place I was just yesterday. Because my, my question is, how do you get the courage to climb up and you don't have the guts to walk forward? How do you, how do you get the courage to climb up and up altitudes change and up things have to fall off and up things are bound to fall off. So if, how, how do you get to the point where you can go up and be comfortable if you can't walk forward? and be okay. Because cause me, I'll just use me. I, I stepped forward a couple of times, but didn't want to lose nobody, so I stepped back. I didn't, I didn't want to let that go, so I, I stepped back. I, di I didn't want to release that, so I stepped back. But when you're climbing up, you can't be concerned with who can't climb with you because you won't have the capacity to carry them. See, forward you can drag them. When you're moving forward, you can drag them. You can pull them. You can almost make them come with you. But when you get to the place where you're going up, and if you're trying to pull them up to a place that they don't have the air capacity for, you're going to kill them. And they're going to blame you for their demise. Because you, you're trying to go up with people who don't have the same air capacity as you do. You're trying to put people on the plane that got more baggage than you do. How I invite you on a trip and you got more luggage than I do. How, how I ask you to come with me and you have more luggage than I do. And the whole plane will go down if it's too much baggage on the plane. Come on, somebody. The whole, the whole thing comes down when it's too much on the plane. So in order for the shepherds 
which I believe for the shepherds, that was their moment of elevation. Them going forward and certainly meeting the savior of the world is elevation. Because here, and, and here was the other thing that I was wrestling with because elevation, in order to elevate to something, you really have to have the faith for it. You really have to have the, but, but there, there are levels to this. You know how people used to say that? Uh-uh, slow down. It's level to this. You know, you, you know how people used to say that? Slow down. It's levels to this. Okay, so you can't have the faith to heal cancer if you don't have faith to pay the light bill. It shook me too. So I'll run it back. You you can't we want to jump to the we want to jump into the 10 feet and we can't stay afloat in the five feet. But we think everything will change if I just jump in the 10 feet. No, you you'll drown. So if I can't trust God right here just to walk, just to trust that what I heard was true. Just to trust that what I heard was true. And because what I heard was true, I moved. And because I moved, I was able to see. And now that I see, now I can talk. And the, I'll go back, I'll go back to that. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them as a child and all about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary, she treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. The shepherds went back praising and glorifying God for what they had seen and heard because it was exactly what they had heard from the angel. And there comes a point when after they, they, they heard, they moved, they saw, be careful about telling too soon. Be, be mindful of the too soon tale. Because had they been talking along the way, by the time it took them 60 days to get there, the people they told could have talked them out of it. So you got to be mindful of not telling too soon. And then the shepherds went from confession to praise because everything they had been told, they had seen. 
what have you been told? What has God told you? And God is no respecter of person. So if you can do it for a shepherd, then you certainly can do it for me. What you heard will happen as it's been told. What you heard will happen as it's been told. Say it. What I heard will happen as I've been told. What I heard, it'll happen as I've been told. Then it says, on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. Now listen, because this, this was serious. So today is December 23rd. So if you start it tomorrow and you count to January 1, how many days is that? It should be eight. Eight days, correct? Eight days. So it says, on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. His name had been given before he had been conceived. So you got eight days. Ah, you... You got eight days left. You got eight days. Will God be able to name you on the eighth day? Will there be any movement on the eighth day? You got eight days. So on the eighth day, he was given the name. He was given his name that was given to him before he was conceived. Your name was given to you before you were conceived. Everything about who you are and what you are was given to you before you were conceived. And you got eight days. You count now. Because you got eight days. So tell me then. And you got time to comment. What shall they call you? On that eighth day. Oh, come on, somebody. What, what will they call you on that eighth day? What shall the people rise up and say on that eighth day? What shall they say? What announcement will they make about you? What announcement will they say about you on that eighth day? You got eight days. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. 
Be blessed.